Welcome to Pop Culture Federation. Welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm Matt. And hi, my name is Ron. Today is part two of three of the Spider-Man miniseries that we're doing. And today we're going to be talking about the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Not trilogy. Amazing. Can't wait. So last week's episode, we went through the Raimi-verse and talked about the same Raimi movies. And today is all about the Andrew Garfield-led Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. So, Ron, why don't you tell us a little bit about Amazing Spider-Man? Well, I'm glad that we get to start off with the good one. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, it was initially made because in 2010, um, Sony wanted to make Spider-Man 4, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4. And Sam Raimi was like, ah, I don't know about that. And so Sony was like, screw it. So they kicked that trilogy to the curb and decided to start out with a whole new trilogy. At, well, at least that's what they wanted at the time. Uh, started to bring it into production in 2011, eventually bringing the amazing Spider-Man. A lot of people were recon- or a lot of people were considered to replace Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Uh, you know, this included some people such as, you know, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, who uh, famously played Han Solo, and also uh, Josh, Josh Hutcherson, who was PETA in The Hunger Games. And oh I f- God. Yeah. He would have been so short. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they ended up going with 28-year-old Andrew Garfield. For the Amazing Spider-Man, released uh, almost two months after the Avengers movie, the Amazing Spider-Man, released in 2012, was directed by Mark Webb. <laughs> Webb, it's Spider-Man. It's funny. Um, <laughs> after he just uh, directed 500 Days of Summer, produced by Avi Arad, uh, Matt Tolmach, and Laura Zinkin, or Ziskin, is that how you say it? Starring Andrew Garfield. Emma Stone, I cannot say this guy's name who played the lizard, but I'm going to attempt it. Rufus Ifans? That's definitely not how you say it. Future friend of the show. <laughs> Future friend of the show. Oh, um, isn't it like isn't Dreyfus? Draxus? Definitely not. No. no, there's no D. Is it Richard Dreyfus? It is not. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus was in Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and. Mr. Oh, Holland's right. Opus, not that. Right. We're gonna need a big. We're gonna need a bigger spider. <laughs> anyway, uh, Cap- Dennis Leary as Captain Stacy, Campbell Scott as Spider-Man's Papa, uh, Irfan Khan as one of the major heads of Oscorp, Martin Sheen as arguably the best Uncle Ben, and Academy Award winner Sally Field as Aunt May. All right, we got the hot at me now. <laughs> yeah, so the Amazing Spider-Man um, was released. They decided to go with the villain as the Lizard, 
famously, uh, this was the time when the internet really started to like come up with like memes and stuff. And he, um, he was like, a lot of memes said he kind of looked like the Goombas from the Super Mario movie. Oh. Um, not untrue. So true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of true. And he also delivered the line, poor Peter Parker. Poor Peter Parker. So, yeah, the movie uh, ended up making uh, a little over $750 million on about a $200 million budget. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, still made money for the uh, for the studio, but I think it was, at that to that point, it was the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie. Because I think a lot of people were, like, kind of confused about what was going on. And I, Andrew Garfield does play Spider-Man well, but it's also like it's very clearly a 28-year-old man playing like a 16, 17-year-old kid. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was kind I of... I would go a little bit he's not the Peter Parker that Toby Maguire played. Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is like I'm a hipster with like that like skateboards and like i listen to like the smiths on my vinyl <laughs> player it's not like a it's he's not a nerd he's just like a hipster he's not a good peter parker he's a good spider-man but he's not a good peter parker toby Maguire was a better peter parker we'll get into that a little bit but yeah so far so so the the plot synopsis is uh peter parker's parents at the beginning beginning of the movie suddenly have to leave and then we jump 15 years or 10 years something like that into the future uh peter is now in high school and he is falling in love with gwen stacy who is captain george stacy's daughter and he (gasps) (laughs) yeah i know spoilers uh and he runs into uh peter runs into his old father's his father's old co-worker scientist alternate, Dr. Kurt Connors. And Dr. Connors has one and a half arms. And Dr. Connors is like, I really want my arm back. <laughs> I'm going to use lizards <laughs> to get it. <laughs> and Peter's like, I'll help you. Or that too, right? <laughs> and he does. Also, Flash Thompson is in this movie. Um, and so, yeah, through a wacky kind of like set of events where um you know uh dr kurt connors uh uses uh some of the formula on rats and one rat eats another rat um and he turns into a giant freaking lizard that looks like a goomba uh spider-man it's better than a giant rat to turn (laughs) into spider-man eventually defeats uh the lizard in an epic battle in the middle of new york city on top of uh oscorp Using some liquid nitrogen, and Captain Stacy dies and says, "Please stop stopping my daughter." And Spider Man was like, "Okay, but not really." <laughs> and then proceeds to stop his daughter. <laughs> and yeah, so that's the uh, that's the plot of the 2012 uh, Amazing Spider Man movie. Um, I guess also we... also Uncle Ben died. Spoilers. Oh yeah, Uncle Ben dies. Um, overall, I would probably give this one. Oh, I'm going into the minuses. Uh, I'll give this movie. Ooh. I'll give this movie. Um, well, maybe not minus. I'll give this movie a B. It's not. It's definitely not bad, 
It's it, but it also it does not. It's not the same flavor as the Raimi Spider-Man movies, and doesn't have that like strong through line that the uh, the first two Raimi Spider-Man movies have. But I mean, like, it's not atrocious. I mean, not yet, anyway. So, um, yeah. So this movie definitely, I think it, I'll give it a B. And yeah, I think that it was it was a good setup for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the what they planned on having the universe being. And I think at certain points the lizard is absolutely terrifying, and he is very strong. Which is something like he completely overpowers Spider Man in this movie. Like I forgot until I rewatched it, I forgot how much the spy uh sorry, the lizard overpowers Spider Man. Like it's mm-hmm. it's almost not a fair fight. It's almost like Toby Maguire fighting Randy Savage in real life. It's just not fair. So yeah, this movie, um I'll give it a B. Uh, Mike, what would you give it? So, Reese Evans, I did not think was a good Kirk Connors. Hmm. Um, I liked him in The Replacements and Little Nicky. <laughs> That's the only two movies I knew this guy from, but apparently he's just like respected actor. <laughs> Are you actor. kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I actually liked him in this movie, Mike. He's the kicker in Replacements, and he's Adrian, the demon brother and little Nicky <laughs> and I think he's better in those I I don't know it, it didn't really work for me he's a fine actor I just think the casting choice was I think the casting choice for everything in this movie was off except uh, Emma Stone Thank you. and Andrew Garfield okay. played <gasps> off of each other very well and I don't know if they were dating at the time for they, the first one they started they to date they certainly were <laughs> In the middle but of they, filming, they started to how date. How dare you! Their put chemistry that. is definitely the best part of the series, without doubt. They did. It, it did, and I, I think that they, their chemistry really made it. I think she, it was a nice change of pace to not have Mary Jane, mm. and to go with Gwen. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, Gwen was the forgotten uh, love interest of Peter Parker ever since she died, and a lot of media forgot about her. I, I think that having Gwen was a better choice. Uh, I liked the lizard as a villain. Uh, I thought he he looked okay. He kind of looked like the Goomba from the from the Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> but for the origin, I guess it's fine. I guess you could have the lizard. It was okay. Uh, like I said before, Andrew Garfield's a better Spider-Man. He's more comedic, more humorous. He puts on the mask and becomes anonymous and. He can make the jokes, and he's not that nerdy, geeky kid. But the Peter Parker he portrayed wasn't a nerdy, geeky kid. He was like a weird, not weird, he was like a hipster. Um, They went with that route, and he was too old. I think the casting choice was off. But having said that, I will give the movie a C+. Okay. I, I don't think it's bad by any means. It's definitely the better of the two. It's just not... Great. I think the effects were pretty good. Uh, definitely better than Spider-Man 3, but, I mean, this is years later. And I think overall it's... 
I don't know, it's just missing something that I think the rainy one had. Like, it's it's hard to describe. It's it's missing, like, a... Like a, that... Like that, a, that, that... A credible filmmaker making it? A, a strong heart and through line through the film? Yeah. I mean, maybe... I, I don't know. Martin Sheen, Great Uncle Ben. Sally Field, Great Aunt May. I would agree. Not knocking oh, those. The hot Good Aunt choice. May. <laughs> Good choice. They they introduce uh, they talk about Peter Parker's parents a little bit here. I guess they were trying to lead into something based off of what happens in the second one uh, with his parents. Fine, it's playable. Okay, I get where you're going with it. Actually, I don't get where you're going with it, but I I could see that you have an angle somewhere. <laughs> they they kind of like hint and throw Norman Osborn around uh like they mentioned oscorp stuff like that but norman is such an an integral part of spider-man that not having him really represented uh i don't know at the end the easter egg at the easter egg the uh the after credit scene yeah pretty sure nobody knows who that person's supposed to be i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be norman the man in the fedora no that's not supposed to be norman did they say who it was supposed to be? They never explicitly said in the movies. I was actually going to talk about that in the sequel a little bit. Because he shows up okay. in like the mid, the sort of mid-credits of the second movie. How bizarre. I think it's just fine. The um, the soundtrack, well, soundtrack for the second one I thought was pretty good. Uh, Spider-Man's movies aren't really known for their soundtrack. But um, I, I think... Yeah, it's just fine. Middle of the road. I would actually rather watch Spider-Man 3 than this one. Ooh. Wow. But I think this was a better made movie than Spider-Man 3. Okay. Hmm. Matt, what'd you think? So I'm going to give this movie a B-. Um, When this movie first came out, I absolutely loved it. I... I was I thought that this was the best Spider-Man movie when it first came out. Like I was just so in love with it cuz I was like I was like right as I was going to college I was like, "Yeah, man, this is like my age group." And I was also like trying to be a pretentious hipster, which Andrew Garfield was. So like <laughs> seeing him as Spider-Man, I was like, "Oh my god, that that is perfect. That is what I want to be." Oh, and I'm glad that I didn't turn out like that. Um I think that having Gwen Stacy gave just a snap to this series that it needed. Um, like like you guys said, um, her chemistry with Andrew Garfield was like definitely the best part of the movie for me. Unlike what Mike said, I thought that the effects were garbage. The wow. way the way that the lizard looked in 2012 is just like unacceptable to me. <laughs> personally that's like um that's like first edition sonic the hedgehog movie levels of bad wow um jesus christ it it, like i just don't find it acceptable (laughs) frankly but like having watched it a second time like i noticed have some flaws um i think that the director i think 500 days of summer is a really well-made movie I don't think that any of the other movies since were good. Like, uh, this movie's fine. I gave it a B, 
B minus, but like it's like one of those like one and done. Do you <laughs> think like that he was... got this movie because his last name is Webb? Yeah, no, I think it was because <laughs> of Five Hundred Days of Summer. But like he, what he does well is show a relationship in a movie, and he did that really well with Parker and Stacy. So, um, action movies might just not be his forte. But again, it was a nice watching it again. It was a nice trip down memory lane, being like, "Oh, I really like this movie. <laughs> I wish I still did." Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's and poor Peter Parker poor is a thing that Peter. I still like to say all the time. <laughs> okay, uh, if we're done with this movie, I think we're gonna move on to the Amazing Spider-Man Two. If that's okay with everyone. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, known outside of the United outside of the United States as the Amazing the Amazing Spider-Man 2 semicolon Rise of Electro, is the <laughs> sequel to The Amazing Spider-Man, released in 2014 to begin the summer movie season. It had a budget of 200 million dollars, and to this point, and even currently is the lowest-grossing Spider-Man movie ever, making only $709 million. Only. <laughs> yeah, well, for a Spider-Man movie, that's not too great. Andrew Garfield, uh, Emma Stone both returned as Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy, respectively. They, they added Jamie Foxx as Electro and Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn slash the Green Goblin. And there's also a little bit of backstory shown in the first couple minutes of the film as to what happened to Peter's parents. Are you forgetting the most important character, Ron? Am I? There's a Paul Giamatti cameo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, Paul Giamatti plays the rhino. Um, and God, I just... I could not care less about what happened with Peter's parents. I'm sorry. I rewatched this film and I, te I texted Matt while I was like in the middle of rewatching this uh, the other morning. And I was like, it seems like everyone is playing a game of who can be more awkward and everyone is winning. And it's just, oh my God. I, this film was so hard to rewatch. So basically the plot of it is Spider-Man feels bad because he's like Captain Stacy before he died said, stop stepping my daughter. And Spider-Man was like, okay. But then like when it came, like it came down to it, he's like, I'm going to continue stepping his daughter. And then like he broke up with her and he like, and then he got back with her and it's just really weird. And then this really creepy engineer, Max Dillon, is obsessed with Spider-Man to the point where he's talking to himself in his apartment during his birthday, and he's like, oh, well, Mom didn't get me anything, but Spider-Man sure did, and it's kind of weird. And then Max Dillon, through a wacky series of events featuring some electric eels, turns into Electro. <laughs> and Electro is all like, oh, my God, no one knows who I am. No one cares about me. And Spider-Man's like, we care about you. And then... Electra's like, no one does. And then Harry Osborn is like, my dad is a horrible, hideous creature who has lived into his 60s. And even though I'm in my early 20s, I should worry about dying right now. 
And so he decides to try to steal Spider-Man's blood by politely asking him and then trying to take it from him in order to get rid of, uh, I think it's called <laughs> hypoallergenosis, something like that. Ah, yes. <laughs> the, the household name. Yes. So uh, Harry is very distraught over seeing his father die and resents his father for not being in his life and goes back to Peter to try to rekindle that friendship. And when he finds out that Peter is Spider-Man and Spider-Man denied him giving his blood, he is uh, he's a little bit upset. And the movie concludes with Spider-Man fighting Electro and winning that. And then Electro, sorry, uh, Green Goblin and Spider-Man fighting and Green Goblin sort of loses but also wins because the ending of the movie um, kind of moves at a breakneck pace and <laughs> <laughs> Gwen Stacy dies and Spider-Man's all sad and Andrew Garfield plays Spider-Man like he's a man who doesn't know what he's talking about at any point during the movie because he stutters so much but he's just so damn charming and then at the end of the movie, the rhino comes back, and it's a setup for the Sinister Six movie that should have happened with the showrunner who was doing Daredevil that never happened. And that's how the movie ends. Wow, Ron, you sounded really interested. <laughs> it was two and a half hours of my life I will never get back. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to give this movie a letter grade... I would probably give it a D plus. It is not so unwatchable, but it is pretty horrific. I will, I'll say this after rewatching it. Cause Matt was with me the first time that I saw this movie and I didn't like it the first time. And obviously giving it a D plus, I still don't like it. We got into such a heated argument after the, yes, yes we did. And I guess we'll see right after this. If we, if we still disagree or if we agree, I will give the movie this. The ending part where Gwen Stacy dies and Spider-Man is just racked with guilt and he spends months not being Spider-Man and he basically needs to like hop on the horse at the end of the movie is legitimately like emotional and it's like good. It's the best part of the movie, albeit it's the last like 10 minutes of a two and a half hour film. That's good. And I... I really wish we could have gotten to see like the amazing Spider-Man three and like the sinister six and what, what could have come with this movie? Cause as bad as this movie was, and I, I truth, I really think this movie's not great. I really would have liked to seen how they ended it because the, the web like swinging in this movie is some of the, is probably the best like on screen web swinging of any Spider-Man movie. It's the most comic accurate costume that there is. Andrew Garfield, like he's still like an okay Spider-Man and Emma Stone is a great Gwen Stacy. I just would have loved to see how the filmmakers handled Peter, like getting over that depression, meeting um, Mary Jane and just moving on with his life and basically becoming a better Spider-Man. And we were kind of robbed with, of that because of how bad this film was. So yeah, look, looking back on it, still a bad film, but I wish that we had a conclusion to this. 
whether that conclusion was good or not. So um, I guess I'll toss it over to Matt to tell us what he thinks. So the reason why Ron and I got into this huge argument after we watched this movie in theaters is because Ron did not like it. And I actually really enjoyed it coming from the theater. Now, this was also like, again, like, I had to give some context because the Amazing Spider, the first Amazing Spider-Man, I really liked. So I was kind of going into that movie just being like, whatever movie that was, I'm going to like it. And for the most part, I did. Like, the web, like, like you said, the web swinging is really cool. I think the final fight with him and Electro was actually really cool. Like, the way that Electro would go from, like, tower to tower. I thought that that was really cool. I think the problem with Spider-Man movies is whenever they try to add multiple villains, uh, good point. It kind of like Spider-Man villains need a lot of oxygen to breathe themselves. So when there's multiple villains, it kind of there's not enough room for each of them. And I think if that movie was just Electro. I think it could have worked. Now, I understand that they were trying to build a bigger universe with the Osborne thing, but a lot of that plot line just doesn't help the movie at all. In fact, I think it, it deters it. And, like, what made that movie good was the fighting and the the romance, I guess, between Gwen and, and Peter. And... Like, I wish we got to see more of, like, I wish it was more of, like, an Electro movie slash the night that Gwen Stacy died. Like, seeing, and, like, taking Osborn out. That's how I would have done the second movie, having watched it now, and years later thinking about it. Ultimately, I'm going to give the movie a C-, just because, like, there are redeeming qualities, like Ron and I have said, but like in the end, like Mike likes to call a movie dumb fun. This movie's just a dumb movie. <laughs> so, um, I'm kind of glad I'd never have to watch it again. Although, like, I I do enjoy Andrew Garfield as a Spider-Man, and to a lesser degree as a Peter Parker, but he's definitely not my favorite, and. This movie is probably the worst Spider-Man movie ever made. Yeah. And that's including movies that haven't come out yet. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's my thing. C-. minus. Mike? I'm going to give it a D. When I first saw it in theater, I actually liked it. I think Jamie Foxx tried given the script that he was given. I think he did a good job with what he had. I just think it was poorly written. I think uh, the Rhino piece, like, the Rhino piece, having Rhino in a a mech suit, that was kind of cool. It really goes past the, like, a guy in, like, a one-piece suit with a Rhino horn on his head. So I guess it makes it more realistic, uh, which is fine. And Paul Giamatti as the Rhino, I was like, whatever. It was, it was a cool thing. Then having Gwen Stacy die, that was fine. 
I would have probably saved it for Amazing 3. But I guess if you were just going to make it a trilogy, you probably would make it 2. So, whatever. Maybe you didn't have to make her die and could have just made her live. I don't know. There's so many things like I conflict with this movie that I'm just like, mm, I don't know. The, the web slinging, I thought, like you mentioned, was good. Uh, I thought the effects were pretty... Like, the whole Electro, whenever he absorbs electricity and stuff, I thought that was pretty well done. Uh, he looked kind of cool for Electro. I thought they were going to do... I'm glad they didn't do, like, the the stupid costume that he wears. Um, yeah. So I'm glad they made him the way they did. I thought he looked cool. I, I wasn't a fan of the choice of actor for Harry... I forget the actor's name. I like... Dane DeHaan. He was in Valerian, and Valerian, a lot of people didn't like. Um, I feel like Valerian gets the same bad rep that John Carter did, which I don't think Valerian was bad. I don't think it was great, but I don't think it was bad, but I thought he was pretty good in that. I just don't think he was a good choice for Harry. When he had the the little dynamic with Peter in like the, the park in the beginning of the movie... I thought that was fine, but they just didn't gel well. But, like, Toby and James did in the Raimi one. Like, they meshed really well, I thought. But I thought, I didn't think these guys did. The chemistry was there with uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. It was just, though, I felt like it was rushed, poorly written. And they're setting up for Sinister Six at some point or they were, they had the whole angle with Peter's father coming back. So I'm led to believe that that has something to do with the Sinister Six. Pretty sure they were going to lead in with Craven, Because if I recall correctly, his parents got lost in like a plane crash. And I think they crashed in like the Amazon or something like that. I think that's eventually what they were going to be going. And I think that's where they were going to lead with Craven, Craven the Hunter. So, somehow, they were getting into a Sinister Six. They showed... Uh, I don't know if it was this one or the one before Doc Ock. Like, um... Tentacles? His arms? Yes. In the, and, in the vat. Yeah, in the background. They showed... They showed a couple other things, too. Yeah, there's a lot of um, Easter I, eggs. I like the, the, when movies movie. do that, like, throw Easter eggs, throw things in the background. Uh, I just... Again, poor casting choice, other than Jamie Foxx. Uh, Emma Stone was she's great um, but I don't know it just doesn't do it for me I think it's the worst of the Spider-Man movies for sure could it have been redeemed with a Spider Amazing Spider-Man 3 probably not I think Spider-Man 3 could have been redeemed with a Spider-Man 4 but I don't think that Amazing 3 would have redeemed 2 I just think they didn't hit a home run with 1 they hit a double, and then they they tried to make up for it with this one, but they just couldn't even get the first base. So, is it Iron Man three bad? I think it's worse, personally. Uh, maybe it might be. They're both very difficult to watch and get through. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That's tough. I'd have to really ponder that. Hmm. Spoiler: When we do like lists in the future, that definitely will be somewhere on there. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't I just have so many I I did not watch Amazing Two prior to this recording because it's just that hard to get through. I do own it. Um I will like 
put it on TV when it's on sometimes or like I won't change the channel. Like Matt said, it's just like I like to say big dumb fun. The first one Spider-Man 3 is big dumb fun. The first one is just dumb fun. This one is just big and dumb. dumb. <laughs> they kind of left out the fun part. So, that's my <laughs> gripe with Amazing 2. Um, I feel like, again, they were trying to set up a lot of things that we never got answers to. So maybe three could have resolved that. Yeah. And this could have been like a bridge movie. But, and I'm surprised other movies didn't take note. I guess episode eight didn't think that they would get canceled and there would be an episode nine because they were just going to go through with it anyway. It's almost like (laughs) Ryan Johnson thought that he would get to direct two movies instead of one. this one was just like, "Mm, meh. They, uh... Do you guys think that this movie... I guess to kind of what Mike's point that they overlook this movie so much, like expecting to make a bigger universe out of it. So it was so because of that, this movie suffered tremendously. Or do you just think that no matter what this movie was going, I think that I think that they did overstuff this movie. And I think that they they put too much on this movie. I mean, even if you like look at the cast list and like the villains, I mean, three of spider-man's main villains like electro green goblin and rhino and they all have like i mean this cast is great actors i mean jamie fox and paul giamani i think that they both won academy awards and dane DeHaan is like you know he's been in like good movies too like i don't know i think that they just they just put too much pressure on this film and they tried to do too much with this film and i think that they thought that this film would be like a great jumping off point and people would be very excited to see where the future of Spider-Man would go with like all these possibilities. But for a single film, it's just, it's just too much. And I think that they just wasted all of that great talent on a crappy film. Yeah, I agree. I think they were, I think they were anticipating having a three. I think if I recall correctly, they were Venom was talks to have his own movie around this time, and I think that was going to lead into Sony whatever. Eventually, what they wanted to do and make a Sinister Six movie, and I think this one, this series was like, okay, we're just gonna go hit the hit the ground running with this, do Lizard, uh, show Rhino, have Electro have the goblin uh do something with peter's parents to bring in craven and then you had dr octopus's uh tentacles so you know he was around so i I think eventually that was going to culminate crazy that that. all of that is in one movie (laughs) right but whether or not you got the sinister six movie that they wanted would it have been good enough to continue like the raimi ones were good enough to do and it made enough money, and they, they could have done four. Despite, like, the negative press that three got, they could have done four. And then four could have redeemed it, and then they could have done five. And whether or not they did Sinister Six or Carnage, eventually you were going to get one or the other or both. This one, I feel like, after they did their Sinister Six thing, they just really were like, oh, we don't know where else we're going to go. Like, we didn't think we were going to get any further. It's like signing everybody to a one-year contract to win the Super Bowl, and then you win it, and then it's like, all right, now what do we do? 
Like, nobody thought ahead. Like, what Marvel and Disney are doing now, they're thinking ahead. Like, they're thinking way far ahead. And Sony now, I think with Venom, Morbius, tying it into Marvel, they're thinking ahead now. Whether or not people think Venom's good or not is, like, up for debate. But the at this point, I think they were just like, this is what we want to do. Like, whoever was in charge was like, I want to do this. I love the Sinister Six. I never got to see it in a movie. I have a lot of money. They're this so is what we're going to do. Sony was so obsessed with Sinister Six. Like, it killed it killed two franchises. They still are, but it's it's just... It wasn't... It wasn't done right. They had a chance to reboot it. And I also think... They, they waited enough time? No, did they? No. Probably should have waited <laughs> a little bit longer between three and rebooting it but well I, I don't think they could because they didn't want the spider-man oh uh, that's right um, it would have defaulted back to marvel yeah they didn't want it they didn't want to want that to lapse and i think it's either five or ten years that they have to have at least a spider-man film in production otherwise like the full rights do revert back to marvel mm. okay so which that could that whole thing could be an episode in itself i mean that could explain why they wanted to rush it but i felt like they when they made amazing 2 the kind of new going in was like uh, i don't think this is gonna be eh, good like we're taking I a think shot in amazing the dark 2, here. they were trying to make their own avengers with spider-man so they were just throwing all of this shit into a pot and being like this is gonna be awesome you know, there are only a handful of characters, maybe like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, only a couple, like in the entirety of comics that could handle having like their own cinematic universes, like on their own. And Spider-Man is definitely one of them. So because he has so many great villains and stuff and antiheroes like, you know, Black Cat and um, Venom. So, yeah. So... It, and Daredevil. Like, it makes sense that they would have wanted to at least try something. But, yeah, as as you, like, said, Mike, I don't think that they had a great plan going into this, uh, if they had any plan at all. Right. It, it didn't seem like it was really planned out. And that's, I think, it overall suffered. I think one suffered because of that. And I think two definitely suffered because of that. Uh, I think their plan, I think somebody just put on, like, a on a chalkboard... Sinister Six, go, and people just started throwing ideas at it. It's like that episode of, uh, was it Family Guy or South Park, where they, like the manatees like pick the the, oh, the things from the from the bu- for the balls from like the basket or the bucket or whatever. It's like it that. It's like South some- Park making fun of Family Guy. <laughs> it's like somebody. It's like somebody went into like a random plot generator and just was like, "All right, this is this is what we're doing." Or they took. A big like long boxes of Spider-Man comics and just pulled out random ones. And we're like, this sounds like a good story. Let's just do that. <laughs> and I think that's what people. They're in the doing. writers' room mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we're gonna set up this movie. Blah 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 blah. Sinister Six. And then there, everybody's <laughs> like, everybody good? All right, cool. And then they all leave the room except for the like one intern that's like, we don't have a movie. We just have an idea, guys. <laughs> Pretty much, that's. That's the Amazing Spider-Man one and two. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on the amazing on the Amazing series. So guys, I think it's 
it's hard to not talk about the amazing series without talking about the end of it. And kind of what spurred the end of it was the Sony Pictures hack um, that kind of, you know, came off the heels of uh, the North Koreans being um, very mad about the movie The Interview. And in the movie The Interview, uh, King, Kim Jong-un uh, is, yes, <laughs> was uh, murdered by two people. And long story short, in the end, that... It might not be North Koreans who hacked it. It might have been like an inside job. But through that hack, which, by the way, uh, I learned whilst researching this, that apparently like employees, like medical histories and social security numbers were released. But ah, let's not talk about that. Uh, A lot of what was released was emails. And in those emails contained what the plans were for the future of the Spider-Man franchise and some of the notes that MCU overseer producer Kevin Feige uh, had for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 uh, whilst it was in production. And I guess I'll start with what some of the future plans that they had for Spider-Man were. Uh, These included setting up the Sinister Six movie and the members of the Sinister Six were planned to be the Lizard, Green Goblin, Electro, the Rhino, Doc Ock, and can you guys name who they planned on having as the sixth member of the Sinister Six? Hold on, can you say them all again? Doc Ock, Electro. It was Lizard, Electro, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, the Rhino. It definitely wasn't Mysterio. Craven? Scorpion. Nope. Nope. Shocker. Nope. Uh, Uncle Ben's corpse. The prow- The prowler. You're on the right track. To which one? Prowler or Uncle Ben's corpse? Uncle Uncle Ben, kind of. <laughs> uh, okay, since you guys probably aren't going to get it, the planned sixth member of the Sinister Six was going to be Spider-Man himself. And then they were going to be attacking... One of the enemies of Spider-Man who was far too powerful for Spider-Man himself to fight because Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is by far the weakest Spider-Man. Anyway, um, yeah, so the Sinister Six Spider-Man was going to be a part of the Sinister Six. Why Sony thought that was going to be a good idea? I don't know. Um, They also planned on doing an Aunt May and Uncle Ben backstory movie uh, showing how they were spies and... um, (laughs) Uh, basically when Amy Pascal, who at the time was the head of Sony Pictures um, and was overseeing the Spider-Man series, she sent over notes to Kevin Feige for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And you can find his notes online and they basically outline everything that's wrong with the movie. And it is very clear that Kevin Feige understood the character. And... It's just like it's just so telling of the future, and the the Sony hack revealed that um, Andrew Garfield was fired from being Spider Man because he showed up, uh, allegedly showed up drunk to a Sony shareholders meeting and was complaining about Spider Man and was fired after that. So they were also in the uh, the middle of trying to recast Spider Man. So a, a lot of 
basically Sony didn't really know what they wanted to do really with the Spider-Man franchise. There's also an infamous email that you can read basically talking about how to make Spider-Man appeal to the millennials. And they talk about like the tough mutter as like, Oh, millennials loved tough mutter, the tough mutter. I don't know exactly what it is, but no, they do it. We should have Spider-Man talk about it and Snapchat. (laughs) So yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, how do you do fellow kids? Kind of, kind of thing. Dare I say it's cringe. Yes, it is very cringe. Did I do that right? Yes. Um, Yeah, so basically, after the uh, Sony hack was revealed and all the notes about Spider-Man were were revealed, uh, it put a lot of public pressure on Sony to either sell the rights or work with Marvel uh, to make a Spider-Man film, and that's exactly what happened. And they ended up bringing in Tom Holland as Spider-Man for the MCU movie starting in Captain America Civil War. So, yeah, I I guess we have the movie The Interview to kind of thank for the MCU Spider-Man, I guess. I'm going to thank the North Koreans. How about that? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just very weird, like, what they... they the emails also reveal that they did want to do a Venom movie, but... Yeah, it, it just like it became clear that they don't they didn't really have like a clear sense of what they wanted to do with the Spider-Man movies. They just wanted to have more Spider-Man films. <laughs> and that's that's all they knew. It's like let's just throw them in something and we'll have somebody do it. And yeah, that's what it was. So thank God it kind of went back into the gentle and loving hands of Kevin Feige. Future friend of the show. Future friend of the show. I mean the hack was pretty terrible, it seems, for a lot of people, but it gave us a better Spider-Man movie for sure. And that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Ooh, <gasps> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> so be sure to let us know what you think of the Amazing Spider-Man trilogy at PopCultureFed on Twitter. And also please check out Panels to Frames on YouTube where Ron goes in and talks about every superhero movie ever made starting with captain marvel which many of you know as shazam it's good check it out wait matt you didn't say goodbye to your mom bye mom